So the past few weeks, we've had the board share some amazing services uh, and, I'll, and I'm gonna give you access to those services soon. Uh, you can definitely see them on the Facebook. Um, and Pete and Kenny shared about, Pete shared how hope is created. Kenny shared about the calling is heard, right? And, and it was a powerful service. Those were in-person services. Then Malik, he took two of them, two goals, and he, he talked about God gets the glory and treasure is stored. And Assistant Natalie spoke about intentions are developed. And as Sister Anna spoke a brilliant message, she, she brought the best out of me in leadership-wise in preparation that a vision is caught. And she shared about the vision. So today, I'm going to share about demons get defeated, our goal about demons get defeated. So here's a few things I want you to catch, right? Um, I'm going to share resources, resources I use to get spiritual warfare insight, right? Um, I'm gonna share about books and authors and maybe you wanna write them down if you're a, a reader and read some of them. I'm gonna share what I call the hardcore four and the three R's. I'm gonna share about cursing and curses and patterns. I'm gonna share about releasing blessings and the difference between the Edwards and the Jukes family. I'm gonna share about how your chains must come off first before the prison doors open. And then I'm gonna uh, talk about remind and remember factor about these goals being repeated every week. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray for everyone watching, Lord, that you remove all distractions. I pray they can be locked in for the next 12 minutes. I pray that you will hide me behind the cross and give me a fresh anointing in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So demons get defeated. This we, We're gonna be talking about celebrating and talking about our, one of our weekly goals. Demons get defeated. Victory over the demons. While we won't delve into all the complexities of the spiritual realm, which I'm tempted, our focus will be more on a practical aspect. And we'll learn how demons defeat means oftentimes breaking, generate, renewing our minds to break generational patterns, dispelling hindrances uh, to our potential, and embracing God's abundant promises. So let's dive in and let's talk about how we can... Um, the power of Christ's victory for for all our to help us overcome all our obstacles. So, if you want to del delve deeper to spiritual warfare, this is what I recommend: that you buy the book "Unseen Realm" by Dr. Michael Heiser. That book changed my life. It's one of the best spiritual warfare books ever written. "Unseen Realm." Also, if you're like, man, I love this book. I love this stuff. Then there's also a workbook by uh, old school. Man of God named Dr. Pr uh, Dr. Derek Prince, and he has a workbook on spiritual warfare. And then there was another theologian from California named C. Peter Wagner. He has a lot of stuff on spiritual warfare. And lastly, if you love to deep into the Bible, the linguistics of the Greek, I recommend Rick Renner, right? So I recommend Unseen Realm by Dr. Michael Heiser, top, and then a workbook by Derek Prince, and then some of the work with C. Peter. Peter Wagner, and Rick Renner, if you want to know more about spiritual warfare. So the big picture, the too long, didn't listen, didn't read, is we explore four things we need to do when we're facing spiritual warfare in our lives. It was about breaking generational patterns and dispelling hindrances to our potential using the three R's. So let's look at some text scriptures that we can study and learn. Ephesians 6.11 says, put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 
Ephesians 6.12. This is good, right? For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual force, spirit, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms, right? So it's got other people, but there's there's a, a malefic hand behind a lot of this stuff going on. Ephesians 6.18 says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Romans 8.37, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And then the book of James chapter four, verse seven, Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So you may want to screenshot. These are some great scriptures uh, that you could use as a springboard for your spiritual maturity. So what's the hardcore for? Simple. There are four things we need to do when we're facing spiritual warfare in our life, right? So every week we talk about demons get defeated. These are some of the reminders. Acknowledge there is an adversary. The Satan is real. According to 1 Peter 5, 8, and 9, uh, why would God send his son to fight what does not exist? The Bible says in 1 John 3, 8, the son of God came to destroy these works of the devil. So acknowledge you have an enemy. When you're being attacked, it is proof that you are a believer. The more you make an impact for God, the more the devil's going to try to fight you. You never outgrow it. You just got to learn how to fight. Second thing is, number one, acknowledge there's an adversary. Number two, accept God-given authority. Most believers don't understand about the authority they have against the enemy. Matthew 28, 18 through 19 says, uh, we have all authority in heaven and earth because Jesus gives it to us. And he says, go make disciples. He transfers this authority to you and I. He does this because he gives us a specific mission to share the message of Jesus Christ as ambassadors, according to 2 Corinthians 5.20. So the first thing is acknowledge. Acknowledge we have an enemy. The second thing is accept your God-given authority to handle the kingdom mandate. Third thing, put on the armor of God. When Paul wrote about the whole armor of God in Ephesians 6, 11 through 17, he was in prison, chained to a Roman guard. Paul used the Roman centurion as a model for spiritual armor. Paul says that just as the Roman soldier was properly dressed to do battle, you and I need to be dressed to do battle. So you could pray, Lord, I put on the helmet of salvation that will protect me from the thoughts the devil is trying to implant in me. Because if the devil can't invade, he'll infiltrate. I don't want to think the enemy's thoughts. I want to think God's thoughts, my thoughts, right? I want my flesh to submit to my soul, my soul to submit to my spirit, and my spirit to submit to the Holy Spirit of God so I may do the will of Yahweh Elohim by giving Jesus Christ the glory. I want to think your thoughts so that I may be a voice for you. I put on the belt of truth, Lord. I want to share the truth, not falsehood. I want to lead people into righteousness. So every day, put on the full armor. And number four, aim your weapons, your artillery. The, the, the battle for spiritual warfare is primarily in your thought life. We have to renew our minds. The weapons God gives you to demolish arguments are humility, faith, truth, and praise. Take every thought captive. 
So the hardcore four, acknowledge there's an enemy, accept your God-given authority, put on the full armor, and aim your weapons, right? Renew your mind through the word of God. Remove, renew your mind by sitting and saturating and soaking in the presence of God. Renew your mind by hearing, being in fellowship with your covenant believers and hearing testimonies and hearing sermons and iron sharpens iron and being discipled and being challenged and held accountable. So now let's talk about breaking generational patterns. Nobody's going to, so I'm not a big fan. Me and Anna was studying yesterday, hearing a Bible study about generational curses. And I think the word like generational patterns is better. Like there is curses, right? If your family was into dark arts and people pronounce curses on you, then there is a time to uh, renounce and repent and, re and, and turn away and turn to. But most of the time we're fighting against patterns seeped into our mind, right? Uh, nobody's going to argue that there are character traits that are passed down through the sins of the father. And they're absolutely passed down because we have our parents' genetic makeup, propensities, and patterns. And we learn what was now through exposure, which is now called mimetically, right? With memes and, and implanting of thoughts, like the movie, um, what's the movie with the dreams? Inception, right? And so the environment also, the environment created by our parents and grandparents absolutely play a role in our psychological, spiritual, and emotional well-being, let alone, let alone the impact of fatherlessness, poverty, and trauma. Let's look at these two families. There's Jonathan Edwards, around the same time they were raised, who was a Puritan preacher, and Max Jukes, who was an atheist. Years later, out of the bloodline of Jonathan Edwards, was 13 college presidents, 65 college professors, three U.S. senators, three mayors, three governors, 30 judges, 100 lawyers, 60 physicians, 100 preachers and missionaries, 60 authors of prominence, and one prominence and one vice president of the United States. Out of Max Jukes bloodline, 310 died as paupers, 150 criminals, seven murderers, 60 thieves, 100 drunkards, 50 prostitutes, and people who crimes of lewdness, 400 indulgent living, uh, though, and so those descendants cost the state a quarter of a million dollars. So this was like 1800, 1700s. So there is patterns, right? And so I pray that years later, the Lord tarries, that out of your bloodline, right, as you begin to renew your mind, as you begin to hear these goals every week, that to kind of renew your commitment to reach your full redemptive potential, that greatness will come out of your bloodline. Um, and so let's talk about curses, right? Ezekiel 18.20 says, the person who sins is the one who will die. The child will not be punished for the parent's sins, and the parents will not be punished for the child's sins. Righteous people will be rewarded for their own righteous behavior, and wicked people will be punished for their own wickedness. 2 Corinthians 5.17, because says this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone and the new life has begun. Can I hear an amen in the chat? So don't worry, don't get so caught up in uh, the curses. Get caught up in renewing your mind and transmitting and transferring this new biblical worldview, this miracle mindset, this sense of sanctification and holiness into your children, your spiritual children, and your extended family.
So there's lifelong commitments, the three R's. In prayer, we reflect on the goodness of God and our lives, which may be cause us to repent for our shortcomings and be renewed in his love. So the three R's is reflect, repent, and renew. Reflect. Psalms 139, 23 to 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Ouch. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Brothers and sisters, as we commit every week that demons get defeated, part of it is that we are people that reflect on our shortcomings. Right? Because um, me and Anna was looking at sin, like sins, it could be sins, transgressions, and iniquities, right? Sins happens when we fall short. Transgressions is like when we kind of preemptively fall short. And, and iniquity is when fall, falling short in that area becomes a proud part of our lifestyle, our identity. And so we got to watch out for this, right? And now we got to learn to reflect, repent, and renew. When it talks about repent, Acts 3.19, it says, now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. Renew, Romans 12.2, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think then you will learn to know God's will for you, this, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Praise the Lord. The three R's. Because we don't want to fall into sin, transgression, or iniquity. We need to reflect, repent, and renew. And this, is the, this is the part. When we say defeat demons, right, as part of our goals, this is some of the like, idea tree that we want you to, to think. The word cloud, your mind. So the, the hardcore four and the three R's is about being set free. Now listen, this is a good part. When we say our goal every week, demons get defeated, it's so we can walk in victory. Rick Warren says, God has not only set you free, but called you to walk in his victory every day. John 8, 3, 36 says, so if the son set you free, you are truly free. Check out this video Anna sent me this week. It was phenomenal. The chains fell off Peter first. And that's what God would have me to share with you tonight. That the first part of deliverance, the chains don't come off in the situation, they have to fall off of you. See, if Peter's hands and feet had stayed bound, even if the gates came open, he would have been the same bound the next place he went. See, a lot of times we want the Lord to fix my husband, fix my children, fix them devils on my job. Lord, fix this person. And God said, no, I want to fix you. See, because freedom and deliverance and rest and peace don't have nothing to do with the place. It has to do with the person. Because, see, if you bound in one place, you're going to be bound in the next. What? So God wants to take your chains off before he opens certain prison stores. And that's what we talk about every week when we say demons get the chain. So I'll go uh, are there to remind there, right? Our, our weekly goals is to remind, put it back in your mind. And remember, put it back to being like uh, John 15, abiding in the vine, being a member, being attached to the vine of Jesus Christ. To remind and remember you as a church, we are called to walk in your full identity, inheritance, and authority of Jesus Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit to be kingdom-minded men and women of God in this world, in this world, but not of this world, staying fully armored up, bearing the fruit of the Spirit, and releasing generational blessings like Jonathan Edwards. Let's pray. 
Gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus with a heart full of gratitude for this powerful reminder of our weekly goal that demons get defeated. Thank you for calling us to live a life of holiness, victory, and joy in Christ. Fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit, empowering us to walk in your perfect will and stand strong in the armor you provide. May the fruit of the Spirit overflow in our lives, touching every soul we encounter. As we release generational blessings, let your light shine brightly through us, impacting this world for your glory. In the mighty and victorious name of Jesus, we pray and say, amen and amen. God bless you, fam. We stop the recording.